Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Zion. I'm actually going to go from a bit further up in daf Vav Amud Beis, just because it's really the start of the sukkah, which the whole daf deals with. So if we don't do it, um, we won't really get it clear. So it's um, so we're going to go from daf Vav Amud Beis six uh, B, ten lines from the bottom. Now, oh, and today's shir is Ilu Nishmas Etarecha. Bastov ber Yukutiel and Ben Zion ben Zeev Avram Alevi, may they neshamas have an aliyah. Um, also regarding Sfira, just to remember that we're counting the Sfira. Says Hayom Echadas Rim Yom Shaheim Shoshosh Vos Baomer. Today is the twenty twenty first day of the Omer, making making fast progress through it. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, and for Fuah Shleim or Tzvi Ben Shifra. Ben Shifra, may you have a complete recovery. Okay, so the discussion of today is there's an interesting concept that we know communal offerings in the Beis Amigdash can be offered even Betumah, even while the Kohen or the sacrifice is Tumah. We learn that out from the Korban, um, we learn that out from the Korban Pesach, where it says that, um, we, yeah, we learn that out from the Korban Pesach, which says that if uh, if the individual is Tomei, he does his Korban on Pesach Shaini, implying that if the whole community is Tomei, or a majority of the community is Tomei, then they do it normal Pesach. So we see from there that communal offerings are offered um are offered are offered even when Tome. Um, interest first um yeah, interesting point I guess I'll point it out now is that when we say communal or individual offerings in this case, as will come out from the DAF, it actually means does it have a set time or does it not have a set time? If it's a korban with a set time, then it falls into the category of communal offerings that do push aside Tuma. And if it <coughs> if it's a korban that does not have a set time, well then it has the status of a private individual's offering, even if it's being done on behalf of the community. So, so I don't know why, not sure why it gets the phrase of betzibur or b'yochid, but um, when it should probably more be, uh, if it has a set time or not, but that is the distinction. Now interest, there's a machloikes, when we say that this law of Tuma doesn't apply, is it hutra or dechuya? What does that mean? So, just literally, hutra means like permitted, and dechuya means pushed aside. What the difference is, is if we say tumma is hutra, we are actually saying it's completely permitted. It doesn't actually, there's no isur, it doesn't apply at all. Which would mean that you don't even have to, as we'll see, like for example, you don't even have to go looking for, let's say the korban is tome. If you say Hutri, you don't even have to go looking for a new Korban. Because Tumah doesn't apply. It's completely permitted. If you say Dechuyah, well that means it's pushed aside. With reluctance, the Torah allows a Korban, a communal offering to be offered in Tumah. But not happily. And therefore you should do everything you can to not offer the communal offering Betumah. So that's the difference. That's what, that's what our first Sunki is going to focus on. This difference between Hutra or Dechuya.
So, so yeah. So itmar. Let, let's start the Gemara, and we'll bring in the other uh, concepts as they become relevant. Yeah, interesting how this came up in Al Sugya is because if you say Tuma is Hutra Betzibur, there's grounds to say why even bother to make sure the Kohen Godel is Tahar. If you if we view the whole Yom Kippur Avoid as communal offerings, then you don't even have to make sure that the Kohen Godel remains Tahar because it's Hutra. It's completely permitted. So that's the inter- that's an interesting point on that. Um, but that's how it came into our sugya. But now we're going to have this discussion regarding it. So itmar, it's been said. I we have a machloikes amorayim. Tumas hameis. Rav Nachman Omar hutrehi betzibur. Rav Sheishes Omar duchuyehi betzibur. Rav Nachman says it's completely permitted, and Rav Sheishes says it's pushed aside. I Rav Nachman says there's basically no such thing as tuma when you're discussing communal offerings, and Rav Sheishes says no with. Re- under pressing situations where there's no other option, then you can do it. And now we explain the machlokes. If there are Tomei Kohanim and Tohar Kohanim of that base Av. Remember the Kohanim were divided into 24 groups and each group served for a week. Each group was divided into six and each of the six groups, but called the base Av, each base Av got to serve on one day of the week. And then Shabbos, they all serve together. So if what, let's say some of the base Av, some of the family that are supposed to be serving in the base Amidash that day are Tomei and some are Tohar. Kuli Avdi Avdi. Everyone agrees that the Tohorim do serve and the Tameim don't serve. Ki pligi where do Rav, Sheish, Rav Nachman and Rav Sheishas argue? Is to go try and find Kohanim from another base of. I, you know, everyone rocks up, all the Kohanim rock up at the base of Migdash to serve. It's uh, Monday. And then all the Kohanim from the Monday's base of rock up. And they ask them, do you have to, uh, um, are you Tomei or Tohar? And they all say, oh, well, I'm, I'm Tomei. And they all Tomei. So now, do you have to go and find other Kohanim, maybe from Sunday's base up and Wednesday's base up, etc., Tuesday's base up, to try to fill in so you have Kohanim who are Tohar? Do you have to go to that effort? I was just thinking, this reminds me of from the other day. I'm really sorry we started a bit later. I was a bit confused. I had to find a replacement teacher. It sounds simple. There's six people who can teach, and you've got uh, six teachers at the school, and to find someone to fill in a class is very, very complicated. So, so to you, you have all the Kohanim arrive at the base of Migdash. Granted, the Kohanim who served yesterday and Kohanim will serve tomorrow and in two days' time, etc. But it's a mission to find replacements. So, Rav Nach, so let's see how that fits in. Rav Nachman, Omar, Heterhi, Bitsibur, Rav Nachman says, Tume is permitted in Sibur. You don't have to go look for other Kohanim. Are they Tome? There's, no, there's not really such an issue. We know, oh, I should have thought wrong. Generally, it's Osur to do the Amvoida when Tomei. For a Kohen to do the Amvoida when Tomei is an Isur. It's a severe Isur. Or for the parts of the Korban to be Tomei is also problematic. It's invalid. However, Batsibur Heter doesn't apply. Therefore, you don't have to go looking for other Kohanim if all the Kohanim you have are Tomei. For Avshayshis, Omar, Tuchuyahibatibur. Rav Sheshav says, no, it's pushed aside. With reluctance, you can offer it in Tuma. Therefore, Mahadrina, and you have to go looking for new Kohanim. 
Now, Ikad to Omri, some had a slightly different version. He says, I feel a hechad Ikad to Omri to Mein, Bahi Beis Av. Even where in that Beis Av, they're Tahar and Tomei people, Poly Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman argues for Omar and he says, Avdi, they can, Avdi, Nami Tumayim, the Tumayim can also serve. They're called Tumas Mais, but Sibur Rahman Sharia. Tumas Mais with communal offerings is permitted. I, this Rav Nachman actually makes a lot more sense. Again, if you hold like Rav Nachman, that Tuma Hutra Sibur, that Tuma is completely permitted in the Sibur, then, then there's no such concern of Tuma. So if you have half the family who are supposed to be serving the base of Mikdash that day or Tomer and half are Tahar, then does it matter? Doesn't. Because Tuma's Hutra. It's completely permitted. There's no such thing as a problem of serving, of doing communal offerings in Tuma. So that, and, and one commentary says, this would have to be Doraisa. According to the first version that Rav Nachman said, rather let the Tahar, tah, tahar Kohanim serve than the Tomei Kohanim, says that must be a like a Durabonon or something extra, because Dorai said makes no sense to have such a distinction. Okay, but either way, that's the Machloikes, Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes. Omar Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes says, Mina Aminalo, he says, well, I've got a sort, where do I know this from? Where do I know that it's only Dechuya, that it's with reluctance that we bring a communal, you're right, you can bring a communal offering when Tome, but it's with great reluctance. To Tanya, as we learned in Ebrisa, If a Kohen was busy offering the Omer offering, I, this is the Korban Omer offering that's offered, the barley offering that's offered on the second day of Pesach, I, when we start counting Sfirasa Omer, that's one of the reasons it gets its name, is because it's the same day as we bring the Korban Omer offering. Sfiras counting from the Omer. So this is someone's offering the mincha so Omer and it becomes Tomei. So Omer, he tells the Kohanim around him, they go and repla- replace the barley. They get Tahor barley. says, However, if that's the only barley they have and they're going to have to go harvest more, they manage to get more than the exact amount for the Korban. says, Be wise and be quiet. I don't spread the word. We're going to go ahead and do it in Tumah. But, what do we bring from there? Katani Mias, The Mishnah, the Brisa says, bring another, where possible, bring another um, barley offering in its place. Now, again, if you hold Tumahutra Bitsibur, you're holding Tomei barley to do that Vodawa, to bring the as an Omer offering, what difference does it make? Again, it's Hutra, there's no such thing as Tumah with communal offerings. Must be by the fact that they encourage him to go get another offering other barley so that it's tohor must be tuma is only duchuya so omar amnachman answers he says no i agree with you when there's excess when there's supposed to be part of the korban is eaten i this that we say and we don't care whether it's tohor or tome according to amnachman is only whether parts of the korban or the whole korban is going to be burnt on his back where some of the korban needs to be eaten, it will not be allowed to be eaten in Tomei. So again, this that we say, I should, yeah, this that we say, Tumahutra Betzibur, is actually only to allow the offering to be offered, but not the parts of the korban that are supposed to be eaten, to be eaten. So therefore, if it's a korban that is supposed to be eaten, like some of the Omer offering, well then, according to Rav Nachman, he agrees that it should not be offered but Tumah. Again, granted, from the aspect of offering the korban, it makes no difference. It makes a difference regarding eating it. And a korban that is supposed to be eaten should only be offered in a way that it can be eaten.
they challenge. He asked the kasher. They also kasher Rav Nachman again. He says, "Hoyomakrim minchas parim va'eli mukvasim." If someone was offering the mincha of bulls, rams, or lambs. Now, I'll have a minute. What's a mincha of bulls, rams, and lambs? So we know that. Remember, when you bring a korban, you bring an accompanying what's called the nesachim. It's a mincha offering and a one libation with all oilus. Most korbanos actually had. These accompanying the sochim. Um, and the, this offering is completely burnt on the Mizbech. So it says, so Korban was taking these, the mincha of a bull, ram, and lamb, or any of them, and it, be, when it makes Bayada, and it became Tomei in his hands. Omer, he tells those Kohanim around him, and Vimacheres Tachtel, they bring other in place of it. Vim Ainchom Elohi, but if that's the only. Mimchus Nesochim that they have, how they pick up for show's sake. They tell him to be quiet. Go ahead, do that. Avoid it. Just don't let people know you're doing it. Betuma says now my lab parim ve'elim ukvasim v'chag. We must be speaking about communal offerings. I of sukkas, the bulls, rams, and lambs that were offered on sukkas. Why must we be speaking about communal offerings? Because the price has said that if they don't have a replacement, you can offer it with Tumah. If it was personal, if it was private offerings, you would not be allowed to offer it if it was Tomei. So by the fact that, granted, it says you shouldn't offer it, you should try and get a replacement. But if you don't get a replacement, you can offer it. Must be, it's communal offerings. So what do we see? Communal offerings to push aside Tumah, but only with reluctance as a last resort. So this is a kasher. Rav Nachman says, Hutra, nah, the laws of Tumah completely don't apply, completely permitted. But no, here we see that you should try get another one. He says, Amalachar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman will explain to you, says, Law. That's not the correct explanation. We're not speaking about the bulls and the rams and the lambs of Sukkot, of the festival, communal offerings. We're speaking about different types of korbanos. What are they? So when it says parim, that's the par of avodah Par avodah zora. If the whole, if the Sanhedrin issue a ruling and most of an Israel follow that and it turns out that what they actually permitted is avodah zora, then they bring a special goat offering. Oh, sorry, a, a bull and a goat. But we're discussing the bull, which is an ola. So that bull offering, you're right, it's a communal offering. Because it's for the whole community which served Avodah Zorah by mistake. However, it doesn't have a fixed time. It could be brought on Monday or Tuesday. And there's no set time. It's not even definitely going to be brought. Because hopefully the whole community will never serve Avodah Zorah in that scenario. So what are we, so, so what are we saying? That it's, it's not... A, a, that's what Rav Nachman saying. The reason that you try to replace it with Tumah... The re, yeah... The, the reason you try get another mincha for it is because it's not really a communal offering. It says, Since it doesn't have a set time, you try to replace it, you try to get another korban. Now I'll come back to it. There's an obvious question on this. If you're telling me this offering, since it doesn't have a set time, you're telling me this offering, since it doesn't have a set time, it's not considered a communal offering. It's considered a private offering. Well, then why, if you can't find a replacement, can you still offer it? Again, if you hold it to a communal offering, then, well, Tumas, the Chutra, the Chuya, 
by communal offerings, you can ignore the fact that it's Tumay as a last resort, even according to Rav Sheshesh who says Dukhuya. But if you're telling me it's not considered a communal offering for these halachas, how can you offer it anyway? So I'll come back to that. It says, Elim, when the price has said rams, what was it referring to? Ba'elashal Aaron. The Isle of Aaron Akohed, which is um, the ra- that Aaron, the Isle that Aaron brings on Yom Kippur. That Eve, since it's granted it has a set time, it's an individual's offering. And therefore, Mahadrinan, we still try get another Korban instead of offering the Tomei one. And Kavosim, when it said lambs, that's referring to the lambs that are brought with the Omer, the Ikishirayim Lachila, that do have leftovers to eat. And as we saw above, Rav Nachman agrees, granted to the law of Tumah doesn't apply by Tzibur and you can offer the Korban, you're still not allowed to eat from it. So if it's a Korban that you're supposed to eat from, then it shouldn't be brought by Tumah. Because granted, yeah, it shouldn't be brought in Tumah. So that's what Rav Nachman's saying, the Rams are. But basically, Rav Nachman's dismissed his... Uh, um, dismissed his uh, dismissed this rejection. We wanted to say that we see it's a communal offering of sukkahs, this bull, rams, and lambs. Like sukkahs offerings, communal offerings. And still it says, try find a replacement. Now, if you hold hutra, you don't have to worry at all. Must be dechuya, like Rav Shesha says. It's with reluctance that we offer a korban in Tumah. And, that, and then Rav Nachman came along and he said, no. He said, firstly, when it says bulls, it's referring to the bull of Avodazor, which doesn't have a set time. When it says rams, uh, when it says the ram, it's referring to the ram of Yom Kippur, which granted it has a set time. It's a personal obligation. It's Aaron's korban. So therefore, you're right, it does push aside, to, we'll see, well, it does kind of push aside Tumah because it's private. Uh, it's because it has a set time. On the other hand, it's not commu- it's, uh it's not communal, so you should do it with reluctance. And then the third one we said was uh, these lambs, that's the ones which are brought with the Omer, which grant, which the reason that you should try to do them with Tahari is so that the, the parts that are supposed to be eaten can be eaten. Now there's one question, but in all these scenarios, at the end of the day we did say, if you can't find a replacement, you still offer it. Now if you, how can you still offer it? We know that there's this leniency to offer communal offerings Batuma. But we just said this doesn't fall into that category. So how can you still offer it? So this introduces a new concept which is going to become relevant very shortly. And that is called, and that's what's referred to as Hatzitz Meratze. The tzitz, that's the head plate, the forehead uh, plate that the Kohen Godel wore, affects atonement for things that are, for Korbanos that are Tomei. So if a Korban is offered Betumah, Even if it wasn't supposed to be, the tzitz makes it acceptable, makes it re- retroactively valid. So that's why, for example, the first one we said, the power of Avodah it's not considered a communal offering because it doesn't have a set time. Also, how come if they don't have another replacement, they can offer it anyway? Because Hatzitz Maratze, the tzitz, the breast, the head plate that the coin god wears, will affect atonement, make it, uh, make it count. Now, there's a few things to discuss on this. Just mention it very, very concisely, but all stemming from the question, and this, um, I mean, this becomes more apparent as we continue in the daf. But basically, why do you need both? If the tzitz makes korbanos acceptable, well, then why do you need tumahutra v'tzibur? 
Why do you need the concept of, well, Tumah doesn't count if it's a communal offering? Anyway, the Tzitz will make it acceptable. So, um, so there are actually a few differences. Um, yeah, there, there are a few differences. Some of them are, is regarding the concept of Tumah Hutra B'Tzibur, that's only by communal offerings. Whereas the Tzitz affects atonement even on private offering. So let's say someone went up to the base of Migdash and they were offering the Korban and then it turns out that the Korban was Tomei by the time it reached the, by the time the blood was sprinkled on the Mizbeh, the blood was Tomei. That still counts as a Tahar Korban. That's because of Tzitz Meratze. Um, interesting enough, I think this is one of the major differences that will say why we still need the concept of Tuma Hutra B'Tzibur is that the Tzitz only works if the parts of the Korban are Tomei. Not if the Kohen himself is Tomei. So if, let's say, you had a Tomei, an animal that was shafted and became Tomei and it was still offered, it shouldn't necessarily have been offered, but the Tzitz affects atonement. That's the Tzitz. However, if the Kohen doing the Havoida was Tomei, then it's still invalid. The Tzitz doesn't help. But if it's a communal offering, I an off- a Korban that has a set time, then the Tumah Hutra B'tzibur applies, and that Korban will still be valid. So that, I think, is one of the main differences for us, is again, the Tzitz Meratzi Rat, it makes a Korban ex- a valid, even though it was Tomei, and that applies to all Korbanas, it only applies to the Korban and not to the Kohen, whereas Tumah Hutra B'tzibur applies even if the Kohanim are Tomei, they can still go ahead and do the avoid if it's considered communal. Another, another difference is Tumah Hutra B'tzibur only works for Tumas Mace. We know there are different types of Tumah. There's a Zav, a Nida, uh, Tumas Sheretz, Tumas Mates, etc. Tumah Hutra B'tzibur only works for Tumas Mace. So if the Korban is Tomei from a Zav, or the Kohen who wants to do the Avoida is a Zav, Tumah Hutra B'tzibur won't work. The Tzitz might still be Maratza. We can check which scenarios it works in. But Tumah Hutra won't work. And a final difference is, is um, as we see, um, Tumah Hutra, if you learn Tumah is Hutra, completely falls away when it comes to a communal offering, well then you can do it without any other consideration. But if you're relying on Atzitz Maratze, that is definitely second best. If you have a replacement, you have another option, rather take the other option. Whereas Tumhutra Betzibur would say take that option anyway. Okay, let's go on to the next challenge of Rab Nachman. Again, Rab Nachman was the one who says Tumhutra Betzibur, Tumah does not apply at all with the communal offering. Um, if you have blood that became Tomei and you sprinkled it by mistake, it becomes Hurtza. But Mezid Loi Hurtza. But if you do it on purpose, it does not become acceptable. I, the Kohen knows, I, there are different ways of learning this, but just one way is the Kohen knows this blood is Tomei and he still goes and sprinkles it on the Mizbah. Hurtza. Sorry. 
If he does it, but he didn't know if it was Tom and he sprinkled it on the Mizbeach, then it's Lohut, then it's Hurza. But if he did it on purpose, it's not Hurza. But what difference does it make? Shouldn't we say Tumah Hutra Betzibur? It doesn't matter whether he does it on purpose or by mistake. There's no such thing as Tumah by communal offering. So the Gemara answers, Kitanya he beyochid, diyochid. No, that was not considered, that wasn't discussion a, discussing a communal offering, that was discussing a private individual's offering, which obviously we don't say Tumah Hutra. Ah, oh, so then why do we say if it's done by mistake, it's valid. So that would come back to the principle we just learned. Hatzitz meratze. If a korban was offered, but tumah, the tzitz is effective. Um, and it seems then that if you say that tzitz makes it effective, it would work whether you did it on purpose or by mistake. But on purpose, there's a pe- the rabbi has made a penalty. Says key time. Yeah, says Toshma. Another challenge on Rab Nachman. Says Alma hatzitz meratze. What is the tzitz? Effect atonement for. The tzitz works for the blood, the meat, and the chalev. So the actual parts of the korban that are supposed to go on the mizbech. But, and it works whether the kohen, whether it became tomei, um, out of his control or in his control, whether it's an individual, whether by mistake or whether on purpose, I, all the different scenarios it becomes. However, and it also works, whether it's a private offering or a communal offering. Now, if you're going to say that Tuma is completely falls away, is completely permitted when it's communal offerings, why do we say that the Tzitz affects atonement? It's a very good question, the Gemara asked. You telling me that the tzitz affects atonement on a communal offerings? According to you, Rab Nachman, you don't need the tzitz to affect atonement on communal offerings because there's no such thing as tumah by communal offerings. He says, no, the first answer is that when, when the Mishnah says that the tzitz is meratze, that is regarding a Prav, uh, individuals offering, and there you do. Ah, oh, so then why does it mention betzibur to say that even in by a communal offering, in all these cases, whether it became tamei ba'ines barotzim b'shoigek b'mezid, it would be valid. So that's why. The boys, another answer. Rav Nachman says you could give afilu You could give afilu tamei betzibur. You could even say we're speaking about a communal offering. But a communal offering that doesn't have a set time. As we said, like the communal offering for when the majority of the community serve up or a mistake, etc. There we don't say, as we said, we don't say Tumahutra. Okay, so Rav Nachman stood up to all these challenges. Again, the general theme of them is basically the exceptions to Tumahutra B'tzibu. Rav Nachman says as a general rule, if you have a communal offering with a fixed time, there's no such thing as the issue of t- Tuma. However, there are a few scenarios where you still wouldn't want it to be done in Tome and you'd have to rely and either you would try find a replacement or you'll have to rely on the tzitz. But amongst those are, um, like for example, we said if it's going to be eaten. If some of the korban is going to be eaten, well if it's Tome it can't be eaten. So you would rather find a replacement korban than offer that korban anyway. That was one difference. Um, another, yeah. Okay, so that's when you would have to rely on, and um, that's when you wouldn't say Tumur Hutra B'tzibu completely. Meisivay, now they challenge Rav Sheishes. So Rav Sheishes is the one who says it's Tuchuya. 
I with reluctance. We don't. The Torah allows a communal offering to be brought when it's Tomei or when the Kohen is Tomei. But we try not to. We do whatever we can to avoid doing that. This is what, what the Pesach says. Regarding wearing the tzitz, it says when he wears it, it will carry the sin of sacrifices. Now, im avon pigul hareik farnemar lo Vim avon noisar hareik farnemar lo What sin, what problem, what invalidation in the sacrifices does this tzitz um, make it a valid korban? So if you want to tell me it's the problem of offering a korban outside, yeah, let, let's go a step back. So we know pigle and noisar, we're not going to go with their usual meaning. We're going to go with the meaning of chutzlikoima and chutzlitzmano. Um, but basically, remember, if you're doing one of the blood avoiders, remember the primary avoider is shchita, shechting the animal, kabbalah, catching the blood of the animal in a, blo- in a bowl, Halacha, carrying the blood to the Mizbah, and the Zrika, the sprinkling of the blood. If you do one of those with intent to offer the Korban outside of the area that you're supposed to offer it, or sprinkle the blood, or if you offer it with intent to eat, to sprinkle the blood or eat the Korban after the time it's supposed to be eaten. So you say, look, I'm going to to sprinkle the blood on the Mizbah, and I'll eat the Korban next week. You only have... If it's a shlomim, different korbanos, different time, but you only have maximum two days. So that would make it invalid. So he says, I can't be referring to either of those korbanos, those, inv- sorry, psulim, those invalidations, because it says, lo lo they will not be valid if those intents are found by the korban. See, so again, so our question is, we said that if the coin goddles, that sits, affects atonement. But what atone, atonement for what? Doesn't affect atonement for pigle and it doesn't affect atonement for noisar. It says, It must be avon tuma, the, the problem of bringing a korban, an invalid korban, when it's tome or when the kohen is tome. And I'll, a reason to do that is shehutra michlala betzibur. It doesn't apply by communal offerings. Because Rav Sheishes, and this is very difficult to contra Rav Sheishes. I. Why is it difficult to contract Shashas? Because look at the phrase. First line on Zion Amud Beis. It says, Al-Tumas Shehutra Miklala B'Tzibur. Tuma is permitted in the Tzibur. It doesn't apply at all. Whereas what did Rav Shashas say? Tuma Dechuya B'Tzibur. So this Bryce is a very clear question on Rav Shashas. So the Gemara answers, No, Tanaihi, Titania, Tzitz, Ben Sheyeshno, Al-Metzcho, Ben Sheyeno, Al-Metzcho, Meratze, Divrei, Rabbi Shimon. We learned in a brisa that sits, whether it's on the coin goddle's forehead or whether it's not on his forehead, I in his cupboard hanging on a peg, Rabbi Shimon says it affects atonement. I any korban brought batuma will still be accepted. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, al No, if it's on the kohen's forehead, then it works to make the korbanos acceptable. If it's not on the kohen's forehead, it does not make the korbanos acceptable. So what's this machloikes, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda? Very interesting one. We know that the tzitz, if, if a korban is offered when it's tomei, or the blood is sprinkled when it's tomei, etc., the tzitz makes it acceptable. Hatzitz maratze. Does the kohen godol have to be wearing the tzitz, or does it just have to be in existence? So Amaloi Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said to Rabbi Yehuda, 
Coin Godol be Yomaki Purim Yochiach Sheino Dalmet Chomerate. The Coin Godol, when he's doing some of his avoida, he does not wear the tits because we know the avoida's penim, the part of the avoida that is done, that is going to be done in the Holy of Holies, he doesn't wear his gold clothes for. So he's not wearing his tits. And we also know that if any of those korbanos become tome, they're still valid. So what do we see? The tzitz affects atonement even when it's not being worn. Otherwise, those, those offerings that the kohen is offer, the kohen godel is offering on Yom Kippur would not necessarily be valid if they became tome, but we know they are. So, Ignore the kohen. You can't bring a proof from the kohen on Yom Kippurim because tuma is pushed aside with communal offerings. Ah, so what do we see? Rabbi Yehuda comes along and he says, And therefore, the kohen godel doing his offerings on Yom Kippur can ignore the problem of tuma. You don't even need the tzitz. The tzitz could be broken, not in existence. That would be fine. However, but by the fact that he says, and the fact that Rabbi Shimon is worried about the tumah, Michal the Rabbi Shimon Sovar, tumah duchuya hi betzibur. That clearly Rabbi Shimon holds that tumah is only duchuya. Rabbi Shimon would say we would much rather not offer the korbanos um, on Yom Kippur, but as a last resort we can and the tzitz will affect atonement and just interestingly enough yeah well so then let's just go a bit further and let's quickly restart this meeting oh, so sorry so just to get that clear, we saw just regarding tumahutra and tumahutra so again the primary principle is tumahutra means that we can ignore tumah in the commu- with communal offerings and tumahutra means as a last resort, we would rely on communal offerings. And therefore, where possible, we would even rather rely on the concept of Hatzitz Meratzeh. The Tzitz makes it acceptable. Um, we realized from a Machloikas, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, that that's how they hold. Rabbi Shimon holds that the Tzitzma Therefore, he's reluctant to say that. So therefore, he says, how can the Kohen Godel's avoid a work? On Yom Kippur. How can it be accepted on Yom Kippur if it becomes Tomei? must be that sits works even when the Kohen Godel's not wearing it. Because for the parts of the Avoid on Yom Kippur, he's not wearing it. Um, and it's acceptable even if it's Tomei. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Tumahutra Betzibur. Tum is completely acceptable. And therefore, Tumahutra Betzibur. And what, yeah, therefore, you don't even have to come on to the Tzitz Meratzeh. And what, 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 why did we touch on this? Why did their Machloikas touch? Why are we bringing it here? And this is what we're going to do now. Fascinating discussion. We know that the Tzitz is Meratzeh. So Kohen sprinkles Tomei blood on the Mizbeth. That Korban is a valid Korban. It counts as a Korban even though it was possible because it was Tomei. The Tzitz Meratzeh, the Tzitz, the tzitz makes it an acceptable Korban. Now, does the Kohen Godel have to be wearing the Tzitz? Or can it just be... In his cupboard. That's the Machloikas. Rabbi Shimon says it, it atones even when it's just in the cupboard. And Rabbi Yudha says, no, the tzitz only works to atone when he's wearing it. And now, now Abai is going to clarify this. So, Omer Abai, Benish Barat, Tzitz, the Kuliyama Lokligi, the Lomarate. If the tzitz is broken, 
everyone agrees that it's not accept that it doesn't work. Keep ligi the tali besichta. The question is if it's hanging on a on a peg. Rabbi Yehuda Savar al Metzach v'Nasa. Rabbi Yehuda reads the pasuk as not going to go into the full pasuk now, but basically says it must be on the foreign it must be on the forehead of Aaron and it will bear the sin. So therefore we see it has to be on his forehead to bear the sin. Rabbi Shimon goes from a different part of the Pasuk and he says, Sovar, it says, Tomid, always, Leratzon, etc. It will always make the sacrifices acceptable, Tomid sacrifices acceptable to Hashem. So it doesn't have to be my Tomid. If you want to tell me that it has to, Tomid means Tomid on the coin goddle's forehead, that's impossible. Milo Bomayal, the Beisakise, he's going to have to go to the bathroom. Milo boy Mainam, he's going to have to have a nap, go to sleep at night. So when it says Tomid, it can't mean that the Tzitz must Tomid always be on his forehead. It must just mean that Tomid Meratzehu, that it's always affecting atonement. So that's there. Machloikas again, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda learns the Postdoc says, oh, it will be on his forehead and it will affect atonement. Oh, it has to be on his forehead to be atonement. Rabbi, Aki, Rabbi Shimon says, no, the Postdoc says, it will always affect atonement. And he says, it can't mean that it will always be worn by the coin goddle because that's impossible. What happens when he needs to go to the bathroom? So it must be, um, just means that it always affects atonement even when it's hanging in his cupboard. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it also says always. What, is, so, so, what does it mean? It will always be on his forehead. Rabbi Yehuda says, agrees that it doesn't have to always be on his forehead. But he learns that it's, but what's the word saying then? Because So he says, no. What that Tomid is saying is that he must always have awareness when he's wearing it. I Very interesting. When the coins of God is wearing the tzitz, he has to have in his mind, he can't have Hesech Adas, he can't be distracted from the fact that he's wearing the tzitz. And this is because Rabbi Barav Huna, to Omer Rabbi Barav Huna, Chayv Adam Lamashmesh B'Tfilov B'Chol Shah V'Shah, a person's obligated to touch his um, tefillin very often, Kavu Chomim Mitzitz. And we learn it out as a Kavu Chomim from the tzitz. Omar Tzitz She'ein Bo Elo Azkora Achas Omro Torah Al Metzcho Tomid Shelo Yasiyat Dato Mimenu if if the tzitz has just one of Hashem's name, you have to keep your mind on it constantly. As the Torah says, Al Metzchot well then, tefillin, which have many, many, Hashem's names many times, you definitely have to keep it in mind. So yeah, so this last point is saying that um, when it says it must be on your forehead always, well, it can't mean literally on your forehead always. So Rabbi Shimon says it means it always affects atonement. Rabbi doesn't learn like that. He says it only affects atonement when it's your forehead. So what does it mean always? It means he must always be aware of it. Very similar halacha. This is one of the important things about tefillin. Strictly speaking, we should be wearing tefillin the whole day. But there's a concern that you're going to get distracted. You're going to start thinking about um, things that you're not supposed to think about when you're wearing your tefillin. Um, and you're going to forget that they're on you. You're going to start joking around. You shouldn't behave like that with your tefillin on, etc. So therefore, that's why we wear tefillin for our limited time just because we know of our lack of uh, concentration and control of our minds. But that's, but it's 
learned out as a kavachomer from the tzitz. If the tzitz has one Hashem's name, you mustn't have hesechadas. Oh, that's what Tomid is telling us. You must be aware that it's there. So too with your tefillin, you must be aware that it's there. What about when you're davening the Amidah and learning with your tefillin on? So that even though you're not necessarily aware that you're wearing tefillin, since you're involved in holy matters, we seem to say that's good enough. But otherwise, but there are, if you notice, during davening, there are a few times that we specifically touch our tefillin. In Ashrei, Baposeches Yodecho, in Kriyachma, etc. That you should be aware that you're wearing your tefillin. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Shavua Tov, have a very good week.